ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then we arrive at the new chapter which is Adhkarul Khuruji Min Al-Manzil The du'as, the supplications to do when leaving the home Whenever a person exits from their home What are the du'as, the supplications that you should read as you exit your home? لَقَدْ ثَبَتَ فِي السُنَّةِ عَنِ النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أذكار مباركة وأدعية نافعة يقولها المسلم إذا خرج من منزله So it has been established in the sunnah of the Prophet وسلم, Blessed forms of remembrance and beneficial duas that a Muslim should say when he exits his home فإذا قالها حفظ بإذن الله so if the Muslim remembers and says those du'as when leaving home, then he will be protected and safeguarded when he's out, insha'Allah, by the permission of Allah. And he will be safeguarded and uh, sufficed from the affairs that concern him. Maybe as he leaves home, there is some matter that is concerning him out there. He makes the du'as as he exits. Then by the permission of Allah, he will be kept safe and sound from the matters that concern him and will be sufficed from whatever difficulty he may have considered could occur. وَوُقِيَ مِنَ الشُّرُورِ And he will be protected from the evils that can occur. After a person leaves their home and goes out into the world, various things could occur. The person is protected from those evils and those calamities that could occur. وَهُدِيَ إِلَىٰ طَرِيقِ الْحَقِّ وَالصَّوَابِ And the person, he is guided to the path of truth and the path of correctness, meaning what he does when he goes out, he is guided to remaining upon the correct behaviors and actions and upon the correct way in what he does when he leaves. Rawa Tirmidhiyu wa Abu Dawood wa ghayruhuma an Anas ibn Malikin radiyallahu anhu anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal idha kharaja al-rajulu min baytih faqal so it's mentioned in the hadith collected by Al-Imam At-Tirmidhi and Al-Imam Abu Dawood and other than them from Anas ibn Malik radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said إِذَا خَرَجَ الرَّجُلُ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ When a man leaves from his home فَقَالْ And he says بِسْمِ تَوَكَّلْتُ عَلَى اللَّهِ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ قَالْ يُقَالُ حِينَئِذٍ 
هديت وكفيت ووقيت فيتنحى عنه الشيطان فيقول شيطان آخر كيف لك برجل قد هدي وكفي ووقي so that when a person leaves his home if he says Bismillah in the name of Allah tawakkaltu ala Allah I put my trust in Allah la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah and there is no might no power no change that can occur except by Allah that's it Bismillah tawakkaltu ala Allah La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. In the name of Allah, I put my trust in Allah. And there is no might, no power, no change that can occur except by Allah. If you say that, it is said at that time then, Hudita wa kufita wa wuqita. You have been guided. And you have been sufficed, taken care of. And you have been safeguarded and protected. And the shaytan steps aside from him. The shaytan then moves aside from this individual. And another shaytan says, What can you possibly do for a man or to a man who has now been guided and sufficed and protected? What can you possibly do now? He's been guided and sufficed, taken care of and protected. And so the shaytan moves away from him. هَذَا الذِّكْرِ الْمُبَارَكِ نَافِعٌ لِلْمُسْلِمِ أَنْ يَقُولَهُ فِي كُلِّ مَرَّةٍ يَخْرُجُ فِيهَا مِنْ بَيْتِهِ لِقَضَاءِ شَيْءٍ مِنْ مَصَالِحِهِ الدِّينِيَّةِ أَوِ الدُّنْيَوِيَّةِ This is a blessed remembrance. And a beneficial dua for the Muslim to say every time when you leave your house, when you step outside and go somewhere, every time you leave your home, say this dua. In order for when you exit your house, in order to go take care of some worldly matter, or some religious affair, whatever it is. When you are leaving your home, whether to do some worldly matter, work, job, whatever it is, or some religious affair to the mosque, etc. The fact is, when you are leaving your home, then say this dua, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Thalika liyakuna mahfoozan fi sayrihi. So that you are then safeguarded upon your travels, wherever you go, wherever you walk, wherever you drive. When you go out then, you are safeguarded. وَمُعَانًا فِي قَضَاءِ مَصَالِحِ And you are supported and aided in fulfilling the task that you left your home to perform. Whatever that task was, the reason that you left your home... You are aided and helped in being able to perform and fulfill that task. Musaddadan fi wajhatihi wa hajatih. And 
you are made upright and uh, 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 correct in your activities, whatever it is that you went out to do, it is made good for you and you are uh, 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 helped and aided so that you do it in the good and proper way. وَالْعَبْدُ لَا غِنَى لَهُ عَنْ رَبِّهِ طَرْفَةً And the servant has no possibility of being able to suffice without Allah even the blink of an eye. بِأَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُ حَافِظًا وَمُؤَيِّدًا وَمُسَدِّدًا وَهَادِيًا You cannot suffice without Allah being the one who gives you that safety, safeguards you and aids you and guides you and makes you upright and correct in your affairs. You can never do that without Allah. You can never suffice even the blink of an eye without Allah in your affairs. وَلَا يَنَالُ الْعَبْدُ ذَلِكَ إِلَّا بِالتَّوَجُّهِ إِلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَ فِي حُصُولِهِ أو فِي حُصُولِهِ وَنَيْلِهِ And a servant can never achieve those affairs of safeguarding oneself and guidance and being aided and supported. You can never gain that by yourself except by turning to Allah for that help and those needs. فَأَرْشَدَ صَلَوَاتُ اللَّهِ وَسَلَامُهُ عَلَيْهِ مَنْ خَرَجَ مِنْ مَنْزِلِهِ إِلَىٰ أَنْ يَقُولَ هَذَا الذِّكْرِ الْمُبَارَكِ لِيُهْدَى فِي طَرِيقِهِ وَلِيُكْفَى هَمَّهُ حَاجَتَهِ وَلِيُوْقَ الشُّرُورَ وَالْآفَاتِ So the Prophet وسلم, guided the Muslims to say this dua when you leave your home, when you step out to go out, to say this blessed dua so that you can be guided in your footsteps where you go, and you can be sufficed and taken care of whatever worry or issue or need it was that you exited for, and that you can be protected from any evils and calamities that may be out there. So the full explanation of the hadith, then, that is the general understanding of this issue, the messenger said, إِذَا خَرَجَ الرَّجُلُ مِنْ بَيْتِهِ أي حال خروجه من بيته ومثل البيت المنزل الذي يسافر منه المسافر So the meaning of when a man leaves his home i.e. as you are leaving during the process of leaving not that you say the dua in your house first and then go or that you go and then once you're gone you say the dua but the meaning is you say it as you are exiting in the process of now leaving your home and exiting, say it at that moment. And this dua counts not just for your own home, but if imagine you were traveling, you're staying in a hotel somewhere, in some other place, and then you're going to go out of your hotel during the day somewhere, you can say this dua. The point of it is when you're leaving your residence, whether it's your actual home, or if you were in some other place in a hotel or something, you're leaving for the day to go do something, you can say this dua as you leave your hotel, for example. So what do you say? Bismillah. That is the first thing. Bismillah. Meaning, in the name of Allah, I exit. Because every time you say Bismillah, it is connected to an action that you are doing. It is connected to an action that you are doing. 
So here the action that you are doing is leaving your home, exiting from your home. That is your action. So when you say Bismillah, it's like you are saying, in the name of Allah, I seek help and assistance from Allah in leaving my home and exiting from my home. So you are seeking aid and assistance. That's what Bismillah means. When you say in the name of Allah, whenever you're going to do something, it means you are seeking aid and assistance from Allah in that affair. So you begin straight away with that. Bismillah as you leave your home. Meaning, I seek aid and assistance from Allah in my departure, in whatever you're going to do. <coughs> then the second thing, tawakkaltu ala Allah. That I put my trust in Allah. Tawakkaltu ala Allah. I put my trust in Allah. Ay i'tamadtu alayhi. That I put my reliance and my dependence in Allah. That I'm leaving my home now, going out into the world. I put my trust and dependence in Allah as I traverse out. وَفَوَّضْتُ جَمِيعَ أُمُورِي إِلَيْهِ And I have left my affairs to Allah. فَالتَّوَكُّلُ هُوَ الْإِعْتِمَادُ وَالتَّفْوِيضُ وَهُوَ مِنَ عَمَالِ الْقُلُوبِ so tawakkul upon Allah, trust and dependence and reliance upon Allah. And that is from the actions of the heart. That is from the worship of the heart. You put your trust and reliance and dependence in Allah. وَلَا يَجُوزُ صَرْفُهُ لِغَيْرِ اللَّهِ And it is not permissible to have that trust and reliance and dependence in other than Allah. بَلْ يَجِبُ إِخْلَاصُهُ لِلَّهِ وَحْدَهِ Rather it is binding and obligatory to have that sincerity in your trust and dependence and reliance purely in Allah. As Allah said, وَعَلَى اللَّهِ فَتَوَكَّلُوا إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And indeed put your trust in Allah if indeed you are believers. أي عليه وحده لا على غيره meaning him alone and not anyone else فجعل ذلك شرطا في الإيمان and so Allah made that meaning having your trust and reliance and dependence in Allah alone a condition for your iman because Allah said على وعلى الله فتوكلوا إن كنتم مؤمنين put your trust in Allah if indeed you are believers so that is a condition for your iman. وَالتَّوَكُّلُ أَجْمَعُ أَنْوَاعِ الْعِبَادَةِ وَأَعْلَى مَقَامَاتِ التَّوْحِيدِ وَأَعْظَمُهَا And tawakkul in Allah, trust and dependence in Allah is from the highest aspects of tawheed. That you have your absolute trust and reliance and dependence in Allah. لِمَا يَنْشَأُ عَنْهُ مِنَ الْعَمَالِ صَالِحَةِ وَالطَّاعَاتِ الْمُتَنَوِّعَةِ because when you have your complete trust in Allah, then many of the actions of worship and obedience are built upon that, are built upon your trust and reliance in Allah. فَإِنَّهُ إِذَا اعْتَمَدَ الْعَبْدُ عَلَى اللَّهِ فِي جَمِيعِ أُمُورِ الدِّينِيَّةِ أُمُورِهِ الدِّينِيَّةِ وَالدُّنْيَوِيَّةِ دُونَ وَنْسِوَاهُ صَحَّ إِخْلَاصُهُ 
Because if a servant puts his complete trust in Allah in his worldly matters and in his religious affairs and not in anyone else, then that indicates your sincerity is pure. Your trust and dependence in all of your affairs, worldly and religious, is in Allah, indicates the sincerity and purity of your affair. وَقَوِيتَ وَقَوِيَتْ سِلَاتُهُ بِاللَّهِ And so your connection with Allah strengthens. When you have that trust and dependence in Allah, then your connection with Allah strengthens. وَزَادَ إِقْبَالُهُ عَلَيْهِ And you return back to Allah and turn to Him more and more. وَكَفَاهُ اللَّهُ هَمَّهِ And Allah then suffices you of your worries and concerns, takes them away from you, your worries and concerns. As Allah said, وَمَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ عَلَى اللَّهِ فَهُوَ حَسْبُهُ Whomsoever puts their trust in Allah, then Allah will suffice him. وَمَنْ كَانَ اللَّهُ كَافِيهِ فَلَا مَطْمَعْ فِيهِ لِعَدُ And if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is taking care of your affairs, sufficing you, then no enemy has any uh, ability to do anything to you. No enemy of yours can touch you then. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in your protection and sufficing you. وَلَوْ كَادَتْ لَهُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَمَنْ فِيهِنَّ لَجَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَهُ فَرَجًا وَمَخْرَجًا وَرَزَقَهُ اللَّهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ وَلَيَحْتَسِبُ Even if the shaykh says, the inhabitants of the heavens and the earth, meaning everybody was against you. Even if everyone was against you, plotting against you, planning against you, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if He is taking care of your affairs because you put your trust in Him, then Allah will still make a way out for you from all of their plots and plans. And Allah will make some facilitation for you from all of their plots and plans. And Allah will provide for you from where you do not expect. وفي هذا دلالة على عظم فضل التوكل وأنه أعظم أسباب جلب المنافع ودفع المضار. This indicates the great virtue of trust and dependence and reliance in Allah, and that it is from the greatest of the causes to attract or to gain the uh, uh, benefits for yourself and to repel the harms from yourself. That's the second thing you say. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah. And the third thing you say, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Simple dua to remember. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And what does it mean, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah? Hiya kalima, or kalima to Islam, ustislam, wa tafweel ila Allah. This statement, which means that there is no might, no power, no change can occur except by Allah. Only Allah can affect the things, and only Allah can change the things. Only Allah has the might and power to affect and change and control the affairs. لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله. So the one who says that has submitted himself to Allah. You have submitted yourself to Allah, then 
recognizing that nothing can be done, nothing can be changed, nothing can occur except by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No might, no power, no change except by Allah. وَتَبَرُّ مِنَ الْحَوْلِ وَالْقُوَّةِ إِلَّا بِهِ And so you declare your innocence from any other might or power that there could be besides Allah. There is none. You declare there is no other might, no power except with Allah. وَأَنَّ الْعَبْدَ لَا يَمْلِكُ مِنْ أَمْرِهِ شَيْئًا And so within that statement is a recognition that you do not control anything for yourself. Rather you are in the control of Allah. وَلَيْسَ لَهُ حِيلًا فِي دَفْعِ الشَّرْ And you do not have any method or manner that you could get yourself out of some calamity or difficulty or evil, or evil by yourself. You would not be able to remove that from yourself by yourself. وَلَا قُوَّةَ وَلَا قُوَّةٌ فِي جَلْبِ خَيْرٍ إِلَّا بِإِرَادَةِ سُبْحَانَهُ And neither do you have any ability yourself to gain some goodness for yourself. You cannot do that for yourself. It is by the permission of Allah, by the will of Allah, that the goodness comes to you. فَقَوْلُ لَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ تُنَالُ بِهِ الْإِعَانَةِ So therefore saying this, لَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ it is a means of gaining the assistance from Allah. It is a means of gaining assistance from Allah. وَلَوْ تَأَمَّلَ الْمُسْلِمُ هَذَا الذِّكْرَ لَوَجَدَهُ مِنْ أَوَّلِهِ إِلَىٰ آخِرِهِ مُشْتَمِلًا عَلَىٰ الْالْتِجَاءِ إِلَىٰ اللَّهِ وَالْعِتِصَامِ بِهِ وَالْعِتِمَادِ عَلِهِ وَتَفْوِيضُ الْأُمُورِ كُلِّهَا إِلَيْهِ وَمَنْ كَانَ كَذَلِكَ حُضِيَ بِحُفْضِ اللَّهِ لَهُ عَوْنِهِ وَتَوْفِيقِهِ وَتَسْدِيدِهِ so if you think about this dua, the shaykh says, Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. If you think about this dua with those three parts, the whole of the dua is about submitting yourself to Allah and recognizing that He is the one who controls the affairs and that your trust and reliance and dependence is completely in Him. He is the one who controls and has authority over everything. It is a dua of complete submission to the authority and might and power and control of Allah. And so if you do that, you are then in the protection of Allah. You are then in the assistance of Allah. And Allah aids you to be successful in your affairs. And that's why when you make this dua, when you're exiting from your home, then it is said in the hadith, it says, then it is said to that servant, يُقَالُ لَهُ هُدِيتَ وَكُفِيتَ وَوُقِيتَ Then it is said to him, and it's possible that Allah is the one who says to him, that you have been guided, and you have been taken care of, sufficed, and you have been protected. So perhaps it is Allah who says that to the person, or perhaps it is the angels who say that to the person. But that is what is said to him, the one who makes this dua as he leaves his home. You have been guided and you have been taken care of and you have been uh, safeguarded, protected. So, hudita, you have been guided. Three things then. You've been guided, you've been taken care of and you've been protected. Three things. The first one, you've been guided. How have you been guided? إِلَىٰ طَرِيقِ الْحَقِّ 
والصواب بسبب استعانتك بالله على سلوك ما أنت بصدده ومن يهده الله فلا مضل له that you have been guided to the path of truth that Allah will guide you and give you success to be upon the upright path in your affairs that you go and engage in as you leave your home and that is because you have so sought aid and assistance from Allah in treading upon wherever you're going to go and whatever you're going to do so the one whom Allah guides and gives success to the upright path nobody can misguide man yahdihi Allah fala mudilla lah as you hear in the khutbah al-hajah every week on the friday whomsoever Allah guides none can misguide so here that's what it is said for the one who makes this dua you have been guided. So none can misguide you then if you are in the guidance of Allah in your actions and activities and what you're doing in your tasks as you leave your home. وَكُفِيتَ And you've been taken care of, sufficed. From what? From all of your worldly concerns or concerns about the afterlife. You've been taken care of. You've been sufficed of those concerns. وَوُقِيتَ And you've been safeguarded and protected. Meaning, حُفِظْتَ مِنْ شَرِّ أَعْدَائِكَ That you have been protected and safeguarded from the evil of your enemies. مِنَ الشَّيَاطِينَ وَغَيْرِهِمْ Whether it be from the shayateen, the devils, or other than them. Shayateen of the jinn, shayateen of the humans who are out to get you. You've been protected from their planning and plotting. You've been preserved and safeguarded from them. وَقَوْلُهُ And then it mentions in the hadith as well, فَيَتَنَحَّى عَنْهُ الشَّيْطَانِ That the shaytan turns away from him, moves aside from him. The shaitan distances himself from that person now after the person makes that dua in exiting his home. Because a person who has been guided and his worries have been taken care of and he has been protected, then the shaitan cannot touch that person. Shaitan is not able to do anything to that type of person now. So he moves away, separates himself from that individual. لِأَنَّهُ قَدْ أَصْبَحَ فِي حُسْنٍ حُسِينٍ وَحِرْزٍ مَكِينٍ يُحْمَى فِيهِ مِنَ الشَّيْطَانِ الرَّجِيمِ Because once you make that dua and you've been given these three promises, you are now protected and safe. And the shaytan cannot approach you or do anything to you now. It is as though you are now in a fortress. As you exit your home. فَيَقُولُ شَيْطَانٌ آخَرٌ So then when the shaitan distances himself from that person, another shaitan says, كَيْفَ لَكَ بِرَجُلٍ قَدْ هُدِيَ وَكُفِيَ وَوَقِيَ Another shaitan says, well, what can you do? There's nothing you can do. What are you supposed to do with a man who has now been guided and sufficed and taken care of and protected. What can you do to him now? Ay, يَقُولُ أَحَدُ الشَّيَاطِينَ لِهَذَا الشَّيْطَانِ 
meaning one of the other devils, one of the other shayateen, they say to that shaitan who then basically runs away from that man, separates himself from that man who made this dua exiting from his home. Another shaitan says to that one then, well, what can you do now? What can you do now to him? He is now safeguarded and protected. Meaning, what are you supposed to do now? How are you going to misguide him or do anything to him and he is protected and safeguarded and guided? What are you going to do now? What can you do to him now? Meaning nothing. You cannot touch him now. So this shows us the great virtue of this small, simple dua. And that you should say it every time you leave your home. You go out in the morning, say it. You come back, later on in the afternoon you're going out, say it again. Later on in the evening you're going to go out, say it again. وَمِنَ الْأَذْكَارِ الْعَظِيمَةِ النَّافِعَةِ So that is one dua, when you leave your home. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah, la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Another one you can recite when you exit from your home. It mentions in the hadith of Umm Salama radiyallahu anha, she said, مَا خَرَجَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ مِنْ بَيْتِي قَطُّ إِلَّا رَفَعَ طَرْفَهُ إِلَى السَّمَاءِ فَقَالْ She said, the messenger never left my home ever. Except that he, when leaving, would always raise his eyesight to the sky. Raise his eyesight to the sky as you exit from the front door. As you're leaving, to raise his eyesight to the sky and say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min adilla aw udal, aw azilla aw uzal, aw adlima aw udlam. That he would raise his eyes to the sky, to the heavens, as he would leave his home. She said every single time, as he exited, he would raise up and say, Oh Allah, I seek refuge with you, that I should misguide or be misguided. Or that I should slip up and fall into error, or be made to slip up and fall into error. Or that I should oppress anyone, or that anyone should oppress me. That I should oppress, I seek refuge that I oppress anyone, or that I be oppressed. Or that I behave in any ignorant way, or that others behave towards me in some ignorant way. He would make this dua every time leaving the home, whilst raising his eyesight to the sky, calling upon Allah. That I seek refuge with you, O Allah, from misguiding or becoming misguided or slipping up or becoming or made to slip up in some way or oppressing anyone or being oppressed or becoming ignorant in behavior or anyone becoming ignorant with me in behavior making that dua asking Allah for protection from those affairs before exiting his home so this is another tremendous narration that highlights what a person should say and you see in this narration that Umm Salama says he never ever, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, exited from the house except that he did that. Every time, as he would exit, look to the sky and make this du'a.
ولو تأملت هذا الدعاء لوجدت أنه موافق للحديث السابق في الغاية والمقصود فقوله في الحديث السابق هديته If you think about this narration it is exactly in line with the previous one because in this one you say I seek refuge that I be misguided or that I misguide in the previous one it had mentioned that you are when you make the dua Allah says or the angels say you have been guided that was one of the promises hudita and that's what you're asking for here do not allow me to be misguided that's exactly the same thing then and when you say for example adlima aw udlama when you say for example that i seek refuge that i should oppress anyone or be oppressed in the previous one it had mentioned about you having been sufficed and taken care of you have been sufficed and taken care of that nobody will do wrong to you and you do not do wrong to anyone you've been taken care of in those affairs same as the previous narration and when you ask allah not to slip up and fall into error or to be ignorant or for anyone to be ignorant upon you in the previous narration it had said you have been protected so these two narrations and their meanings go hand in hand the fact that you've been guided in this one you're asking allah to save you from misguidance the fact that your affairs have been taken care of for you In this one you're asking to be saved and to be taken care of any oppression occurring or you oppressing in the other one it tells you kufita you've been taken care of and when you say to Allah asking not to fall into misguidance or to be ignorant in the previous one it said wuqita that you have been protected and safeguarded from falling into those affairs So those two narrations go hand in hand you're asking Allah for protection as you leave your home. Adhan is what time? So another one of the duas as you leave your home uh, it mentions in the hadith of Um Salama that we just mentioned there it says that the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam an explanation of that in more detail rafa'a tarfahu ila as-sama' that he would raise his eyesight to the sky when he made that dua he would raise his eyesight to the sky when he would make that dua obviously indicating the highness of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa anna ar-rabb alladhi nad'uhu wa nas'aluhu wa narjuhu mustawin ala 'arsh ba'inun min khalqi Affirming the correct aqidah that Allah is above, separate from this creation, above His throne. That's why the messenger, when he would leave his home, would raise his eyesight up to the sky, making the du'a, highlighting that Allah is indeed above. So, raising your eyesight to the sky, making the du'a, it proves and it shows your iman in Allah being the Most High. Kama anna. رفع الأيدي إلى السماء فيه إيمان بعلو الله. Just like we mentioned in the previous sections, when you make du'a, one of the etiquettes is to raise your hands in making du'a. Again, raising them, indicating Allah is above. 
قال حافظ المغرب أبو عمر ابن عبد البر في كتابه التمهيد وهو بصدد ذكره الأدلة على علو الله ومن الحجة أيضا في أنه عز وجل على العرش فوق السماوات السبع أن المحدين أجمعين من العرب والعجم إذا كربهم أمر أو نزلت بهم شدة رفعوا وجوههم إلى السماء يستغيثون ربهم تبارك وتعالى وهذا أشهر وأعرف عند الخاصة والعامة من أن يحتاج فيه إلى أكثر من حكايته لأنه اضطرار لم يؤنبهم عليه أحد ولا أنكره عليه مسلم Ibn Abd al-Bar said, What is understood and agreed that Allah, uh, as an evidence that Allah is above the throne and the Most High, is that all of the people of Tawheed, from the Arabs and the non-Arabs, all of the people of Tawheed, if some difficulty overcomes them, some calamity overcomes them, they all raise their faces to the sky in making dua. They all raise their eyesight to the sky, raise their faces to the sky, making dua to Allah who is above, asking Allah for that ease. And that is so well known, he says, you don't even need to go into evidences, etc. Yani details, even one narration of that. It is enough, it is so well known, that is what you do. Even those people who claim Allah is everywhere, when they make dua, they'll still be pointing their hands up and pointing their faces up because they know Allah is above. And that is recognized between all of the people, all of Ahlul Sunnah. Nobody has enforced that upon you. Nobody has pressurized you to do that. Naturally, you know, you make dua above to Allah who is the most high. So then in the dua you say, Allahumma inni a'udhu bika. That O Allah, I seek refuge with you. I seek refuge with you from misguidance. And that is the opposite of guidance. You're asking Allah for protection from falling into misguidance. And if you're asking Allah for protection from falling into misguidance, it by default means you are therefore asking for guidance. If you're asking for protection from misguidance, it means you inherently are asking for guidance. Keep me upon guidance. And keep me safe from misguidance. So, an adilla aw ubal. That either I misguide myself by performing some action or uh, doing some type of sin, I end up misguiding myself. Or an ubal. That some shaitan whispers to me or uh, some person misguides me. Asking for refuge in falling into both. Misguiding yourself by doing sins and doing things wrong, or being misguided by somebody else from their whispering. Asking Allah for protection from both of those things occurring as you leave your home. Because they are things that could occur, something may happen out there leading to your misguidance, or you commit a sin or somebody attempts to misguide you. You ask Allah for protection from those affairs as you leave your home. Aw azilla aw uzalla. Or that I end up uh, uh, tripping myself up. That I end up uh, causing myself to fall into error by following some desires or following some, some incorrect thing to do. Or that somehow I am made to fall into that error by others and the whisperings etc. 
أو أظلم أو أظلم أو that I should oppress anyone or that I should be oppressed أظلم not even oppressing anyone else but oppressing yourself firstly that I seek refuge from oppressing myself and what is the oppression to yourself by committing sins and errors and wrongs that is you oppressing yourself then أو أظلم or that anyone else oppresses me in my wealth or in my honor in my wealth or my honor. There is a great degree of oppression in honor. People, when you hear the narrations about the blood of a Muslim is haram for you to take. The wealth of a Muslim is haram for you to take. The honor of a Muslim is haram for you to take. Many people do not take the blood of a Muslim. They don't kill anybody. Many people don't take the wealth of a Muslim. They don't steal from anybody. But many people fall into taking the honor of another Muslim. Backbiting him, stories about him, he's this and he's that, and I saw this and I saw that, and a thousand stories, and perhaps 999 of them have no truth and basis to them. Taking the honor has become easy for the people. So the messenger would ask for protection from these affairs. Or that I should be ignorant behave in the way of the ignorant, or that anyone behaves in that way of ignorance to me. So you're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from all of these types of things that could occur as you go out from your home and to the people, etc. Making dua to Allah to protect you from those matters. So these are two tremendous duas that should be recited when exiting from the home. Bismillah, tawakkaltu ala Allah wa la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. And Allahumma inni a'udhu bika min adhilla aw udhal. Wa an azilla aw uzal. Aw adhlima aw udhlam. Aw ajhala aw yujhala alayya. Those are the duas for exiting from the home. Next time inshallah ta'ala, the other end, the duas for entering back into the home. That, we, that is what we'll cover next week, inshallah ta'ala, the du'as for entering back into the home. So remember, the point and the purpose of this is to act upon the knowledge we have. So those are simple, easy du'as to remember, at least one of them. And so to say those as you exit from the home every time and make that a habit every time you remember to say it. And you remember the meanings of what you're saying. And there is a great impact for that. So... We'll conclude upon that for today.